coach. Rod, I got two more guys. I know we're going overtime today, no, but we got to bring in your – Hey, it's bring a – We're we, we back-to-back, so we might be here till 10 until East Coast shuts us coach, down. We're we going to shut East Coast down. Hey, now East Coast has said <laughs> – Hey, since it's the end of the year, like I said, back-to-back, East Coast has told us to leave a couple times because we've been here a little late. But uh, we appreciate everything we do. But I'm going to bring in – Two of my main heroes, obviously, you guys know uh, Coach Yoder. Yes, sir. My special teams, we we're just talking about Kenny's kids. Yes, sir. And then I'll tell you what, we're going to bring in another one of our guys, behind the scenes guys, Brian Fletcher. All right. He's, uh, he's, uh, he, he's the president of our touchdown club, and uh, our touchdown club got a little off the rails. I needed to reach out to somebody who's kind of, um, how do you say this? It's a podcast, Coach. You can just I say can it. Say, I know you guys keep on saying I can. So some guy that's kind of a little bit like me, so I know all you guys listening, Billy Jensen, my buddy, and some of my buddies, they, I know what uh, adjectives you guys are using right now. But, yeah, so I brought in a, another guy. But now he's a lot bigger than me, a lot uglier than me, you know, and all those kind of things. But uh, Brian came in and did a tremendous job of turning our touchdown club around and kind of what Coach Plaster has touched on. It's, it's more than the head coach. It's more than the assistant coaches. It's more than the um, AD. It takes all these people to right. help it run. So I wanted to make sure we got both these guys on here. Good deal. I'm glad you did, Coach Brian Fletcher. Thank you for coming on. Thank and you. I appreciate everything that you do, especially when it comes to the Touchdown Club. But for those listeners out there who don't exactly know what the Touchdown Club is and what all is involved and what you have to do, Give us a quick synopsis on what goes on with the Touchdown Club. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Um, our main focus is to make sure the team is fed and, and ready to go. Uh, so all of the logistics around making sure they have food, snacks, drinks, those types of things, pre-game, post-game, uh, we, we put all that together for them. And so that requires us to go out into the community and do a lot of uh, you know, engagement with the uh, businesses and try mm-hmm. to get them to help donate and, and help sponsor uh, all the meals and stuff. So. Uh, basically, every JV game, every varsity game, we make sure they they have everything they need uh, to go out on the field with the fuel they need to, to be successful. That is awesome. Thank you so much for yes, all sir. that you do, man. You know that what? I, I, I've come to realize I don't. It's not that I don't do it because my buddy keeps texting me and telling me to stop <laughs> saying I don't do it. You're right. I, I I'm a delegator, right? There you go. I'm That's the it. chief delegator because I get great people like him and Yoder and all these guys. To do it. So I, I'm a delegate. That's right. He's a CED, Chief Executive Delegator. That, that is Coach Miller. I, I wish that would pay more. <laughs> I, but, I know what you mean, Coach. The last point I just make, you know, obviously it's a super team effort. There's a lot of supporters of the Touchdown Club. we got a great board. You know, a lot of them are here tonight. You know, obviously Coach Schroeder's wife, the Wisnets, uh, just a ton of people that chip in find ways to, to help us out so it's, it's really a team effort all the way around so. definitely and you guys i'm sure have room that if there's any volunteers out there who may be listening and they want to volunteer they can come and get in touch with you and just see how they can fit in and help everything correct absolutely we certainly won't turn down any help and quite frankly you know um we obviously we have the touchdown club membership so you can join the mem- join the, the touchdown club itself um, and if you just want to volunteer some time, we'll take that and, and we'll certainly plug you in and, and use you where we can. So Beautiful. That is awesome. Well, congratulations and thank you for all that you do. You. Coach Yoder, my main man, 
the man that wears shorts in 15 degree weather, regardless of how cold it is outside, you are not going to show up without those shorts on. Coach Yoda, you know I was talking about you up in the box this past weekend down at Keenan Stadium. I was asking Diz. I said, do you think Coach Yoder has something planned in the box for special teams that, that's going to come out that we could, couldn't imagine could happen? Coach, did you have anything special planned that maybe happened, maybe you thought about, thought you might want to do, but something may have just offset it? Um, you can give out all of our secrets <laughs> now. Go ahead. No, that's okay. We work too hard to keep our secrets closed. <laughs> I will say this. I mean, every game we have something. You can believe that. We have something. Right. Go Since ahead and tell, game, them, tell them about the fake punt we are about to run, man. Go ahead and tell them. Go ahead. They can't stop us, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. So, um, you know, Coach Willard, he watches a, a million hours worth of film every week. Mm -hmm. um, he's always thinking 10 or 15 plays ahead sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing. Uh, so I send a report every week of what I think, mm -hmm. and then he looks at what I say, and then he says, well, I think we can do this. And so we we had a, a play designed for Brendan Conway. And, but we've had this play designed for several weeks. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I, I think we can get this. And so he goes back and he says, yeah, we can get that, but we can get this over here too. And um, we were just getting ready to call it. And I knew, I could, I knew he was getting ready to say it because – somebody from the upstairs said it's not going to be on the outside it'll be on the inside uh -huh. and so when i heard that i'm like okay he's getting ready to pull that trigger and then we threw an interception ah, so gotcha. if, if you understand what he's talking about mm -hmm. that was in the fourth quarter yes i remember with two minutes left we're in our 50 i yeah. said kenny make sure everybody's ready yep i turned to coach plaster a matter of fact and i said hey I'm going to run a fake punt. And he looks at me and goes, I said, what do you think? He goes, well, either you're going to be a hero or you're going to be a zero. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't want to say Ty got me off the hook right. and the defense saved us. Right. But we were about to pull the trigger. And he, and Kenny knows now we, we did that. Kenny actually, people don't understand this, we had a little bit of miscommunication way back when we played Mallard, Mallard Creek. Creek. And I don't know if you guys were at the game then. And we, we ran a fake punt. We had a call. We were working on it. Me and Kenny had worked on it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I wasn't going to fake a punt on fourth and 21. Right, right, but right. But against Mallard Creek, we ran that fake punt. Kenny gave them the green light. We ran that fake punt. And we dang did it. And that kind of almost – well, we should have won the dang game. That's a whole other story. But Yoder was actually the one who called the fake punt oh, wow. uh, way back well, then in Mallard so, Creek. So – and, and how things transition on the sidelines is is a whole other story. Uh -huh. We could have a we could have a reality show about how things happen <laughs> on the sidelines. Like, yeah, it would have to be definitely podcast or after <laughs> oh, HBO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, before we had good radios, he would stand on one side of the field, and and I could feel that look like. What the crap are you thinking? Right, right. So this particular play, we actually worked on it, and we worked on it hard. And, and so the first thing he said was, we're going to run it. And then, so when he said that, I, I'm looking across the field, and I see I, what I see because I can't see one of the sticks. To me, it looks like fourth and 11, but it's actually fourth and 21. Oh, wow. And, and I'm looking across the field, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, it's fourth and 11. They're giving us what we're looking for. And he said – but then, after I already sent the green light, he said, well, let's see what they give us in the next 
like split second they snapped the ball and here we went. And Horton's up in the box and he says, "What?" And but simultaneously Todd's like, "What the heck are they doing?" And Horton said, "Never mind, he's gone." If you guys know me, I said heck. By the way, yeah, right, did. right. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some places I can't go. I but anyway, um, and and so Horton said he's gone. And and quite frankly, if he'd have cut inside or out. He, I think he cut inside. If he'd yeah. cut outside, he'd have scored. Right. Scored. right. Yeah. Oh wow. And, and so, uh, you know, after the, you know, several minutes later, Todd's like, "What were you thinking?" And I said, "I'm thinking we're trying to win a state championship." Yes, sir. Right. Right. That's and, true. And, and that was the end of that conversation. Yep. Because because I knew, and and here's the here's the even funnier part. So the place is packed. Like I mean, like packed. And so after the game's over, with somebody came up to me and said, "Man, what were you thinking?" And I said, I, I'm thinking we need to win a state championship. Yeah, I mean, That's Herm I Edwards, you played to win the game. But there was a guy sitting next to this fella in the stands, and he said, I knew he was going to run a fake punt. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you didn't, because nobody on the planet expected <laughs> us to run a fake punt, <laughs> right. which is why Mallard Creek gave us what we were looking for, because they didn't expect it. Right. It was good. But then, of course, the following season, Todd starts off the, the year like, and by the way, I'm calling the fakes. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till I say yeah, it. Like, that's pretty right. good. <laughs> I, I won for one, and it was successful, so I, I can't argue that point. Fletcher, you see how these two guys go back and forth with each other like this. Do you get to hear a lot of this being in a touchdown club, or are you not privy to some of these conversations that these two get to have with one another? I think, you know, I would say we're – we get to participate or, or hear some of them. I don't know that we're in the intimate conversations, but you know, I will say as part of the Touchdown Club, we have been able to you know build a, a stronger relationship, get to know things, and, and see some of the interworkings for them. I think a lot of times, you know, you're sitting up in the stands and like they were just talking about a play, you you see the play and as a, as a spectator, you're like, what what are they doing? What, why are they running that play? But then as as in the back end, you start to understand why, and I think mm-hmm. that makes you appreciate them even more. Uh, than you did because now it's, it's well they're running that play because they got another play they want to run five plays later and it's just that type of stuff that you start to see and, and yes we've had insight to that and it, and it certainly has uh, you know I gain a lot of respect for these guys over the year this year looking into that. They, so. um, definitely, it's definitely a science what they is. do. Oh yeah. yeah. and you know, Mad science. Yeah well and the <laughs> other thing too is, is that um, the thing you learn is, is uh, you know people talk like going to play Grimsley mm-hmm. I think I remember Coach saying Man, you know, uh, he takes it as a slap in the face. I think it was one of the comments where he was – and, you know, you really start to understand that because this group of coaches, I mean, as, as you know, they, they, they banter back and forth. They're just like anybody else. You know, they, they probably – they get mad at each other. We all do, right? Mm-hmm. But they're a pretty good group of coaches. I mean, oh, they, yeah. and, and it's amazing to see how they figure things out um, and, you know, how they'll come out and, and all, you're like, wow, that's a completely different – you know, and, and one maybe the kids—it's kids responding—but it's a lot to do with the coaches and how they position them and how they have them thinking a different way to uh, to be successful. So it's it's really cool to see that. So beautiful, beautiful. Now, that- now I will have to say so. I got Jonathan sitting back there now. Jonathan's in there, so uh, Fletch here—he doesn't get to see it, but Jonathan will be in there at like 11 and 12 after a game when we're still there, whether we oh, win wow. or lose. Wow. So I had to have Jonathan sign a waiver that he couldn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> about what goes on uh, after, you know, when the coaches sit there and vamp. But uh, these guys do a great job. The, the touchdown club, and like he said, 
Kenny's wife's on it, his wife, uh, Jonathan's wife. Just I remember that first day we met over at your guys' house and we really revamped the whole touchdown club. And the one thing, though, I'm going to call you guys both out because nobody's safe on our show, right, Rod? That's right, never. I remember Fletch and uh, LJ's dad up there going, so we've heard some stories about this Lycus guy. <laughs> they both took me back in the back room and spoke. I said, if you want your kids to be great, this old line coach that I'm going to have is going to do it. And, uh, you know, they both trusted me. You know, they didn't have to. Their kids were young. And uh, I think they, they realize that Coach Lycus has been a great old line coach for both of them. He's a little little old and greasy and uh, all that, and but uh, grumpy all the time, grumpy old man. <laughs> but uh, did a great job. Yeah, he does do a great job, old Coach Lakers. Now, you guys had mentioned something a little earlier about one of the players that I always look for, and I did not get a chance to really see him in action this past Saturday. Oh, I see was, Ron Horton in the house. The Sorry, I see Ron Horton okay. in the house. All right, and that was the tight end, Brendan Conway. Oh, my God. I, now, wish, uh, I love to see him in action, and I, I know the kind of the game plan maybe didn't call for it to go that way, but what was happening? Was there a plan to get him in and it just didn't materialize? What was going on? Um, um, you know, it, no, they, I, I really think after the past couple uh, games, people started to to really key on him. I'm telling you, people don't understand this. He's not 6'5 or 6'4. Brandon Conway, number 85 for East Forsyth, by far the best. I'm telling you, I, I brag about my kids, the best tight end in the state of North Carolina. That joker is about 190 pounds, maybe 6'1", and will bury you. Oh, yes. I mean, he is – he blocks. We flex him out. And yes, sir, no, sir. Um, once again, another thing we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys now that it's all over and we didn't put on the scouting report, um, basically separated his shoulder in practice because this kid goes 120 miles an hour on the fake punt oh, wow. that we were, wow, working, we were working, actually, the, the fake punt we had. I mean, we're on a Thursday, I think, even yeah, two or whenever Thursday. it was. Maybe earlier than that. And, no, and Thursday, it was it Thursday walkthrough. Walk yeah. Ty throws the pass. Right. Brandon Conway goes 130 miles an hour every time. Dies for the pass on Thursday walkthrough and separates his shoulder. Oh, wow. Yeah. This was uh, – might have been, what was it, Davey regular season game, yeah, last game of the so. year or something. Yeah. So he separates his shoulder. That kid is another warrior. I mean, there's so many reasons – why we're seriously when Des at the end of the year Des writes all these things he could write a dang book about this team it was just unbelievable overcome we we got to make a 30 for 30 on this I'm telling you right now hey, we can Des, do it, Des needs to make some kind of 20 for 20 or something we'll call it something else oh we got Des finally I've been uh, talking about special Des. announcement uh Sports Carolina Monthly and Game of Inches are already working on something for you guys so uh stay tuned all right I've been talking junk about Des we finally got him on the air after oh, week yeah. one now because we weren't sure if you were coming back from China or not yeah man that was a close call coach I about not made it back I'll China. tell you, I'm, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it clean for the kids. But yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh man! All right. So, so Brendan's doing well then. Brendan Conway's doing well. Monster. All right. Cool. Because, like I said, I was missing him on Saturday. No, He's one of the guys that I was looking for. He he was in the game plan. We we tried to get yeah. him the ball a couple times and all and all okay. that. But once again, they. That's the best thing about our offense. You can't take everybody away. That's right. You might right. take Brandon away. You might take this Thorns away. You then we got Warren. Then we got Rob. And then we right. got Ty. You you can't. That's what makes us great. 
And that's what makes East Forsyth great. We don't depend on one guy, right. not even two guys. We depend on eight guys. And if you buy into our program, you buy into our system, guess what? You get to wear rings. Yes, sir. You get to wear yes, rings sir. if you buy into our philosophy of team and you want to be great, not as an individual, but as a player, and you want to have memories for your life. Oh, yeah. Not just say, hey, we won seven games. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> no, you want to have rings? Come to East Forsyth, baby. Hey, Coach, I bought in. And, and just, <laughs> just to clarify something that was said earlier, I said we won 28 games. I didn't say we played 28 games. See, he's already he's won. Okay, see, all hey, right, got you. He's already worried now. I'm going to blast his yeah, tail for yeah. that, too. You see, on the radio show, I say tail instead of what I want to say. Hey, I can read between the lines. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Coach Horton, we got you in here. You're the offensive coordinator for the East Forsyth Eagles. You guys have just won another state title that is back-to-back -back titles. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Tell Thank us what you, this sir. season has meant from you from beginning to middle to Saturday at my alma mater in Keenan Stadium, Chapel Hill. Well, I I, you know, listen, the uh, the uh, travel, the, the journey was, you know, ups and downs, you know, ebbs and flows. Uh, but, you know, when it all came down to it, we were on top, you know. Um, give credit to an awesome head guy. And, you know, obviously he's giving credit to the guys he's surrounded by. And then, you know, it's just kids that just refuse to lose. You just think about the situations we were in. Uh, over the course of the year um, and, and just getting down, injuries. It was just, there was so much adversity. And for whatever we face, we just found a way to get through it. So just, I just think about grit. I think about just determination. Um, and I think in the end, it was just the culture that's been built over so many years that made these kids believe that no matter what we face, we were going to be okay. You know what I mean? Good and so deal. It's a credit. It's Good a credit. deal. Well, I just want to kind of piggyback on something that he said, and I know Coach Willard said it a million times about the grind. Mm -hmm. um, years ago when the Rocky films came out and the manager was like, you got to box a thousand hours to box one hour. and <laughs> We grind all the time, but – but because we do what we do, when we get in the game, you can see that climb in a game. And we just right. keep grinding. Right. And we just keep churning. And and that I, I look at the game as a as a compacted part of our whole entire practice week. And while we're grinding all week, then on Friday or Saturday, we just grind through that game and I don't know. It's just hey, kinda the way I think about it. Hey, since we're talking about Rocky, ask Horton about his ribs, how his ribs are. Oh. Ask him about his ribs. What, what happened to your I, ribs, I, Coach? Hey, Listen. 48 years old, I still got Listen. I still got some. <laughs> what, so, what happened so to my your wife, ribs, Coach? So my wife is, is pretty close to the sideline, and she, when I got home and everything got settled, she said, look like you and Coach Willard were fighting when you were celebrating. And I'm like, <laughs> we were just so excited, I didn't have to remember it. But then I go in and I say, Coach, one of y'all hit me in the ribs, man. And I'm talking about still right now. I can feel it. And Coach immediately listening. Immediately, Coach says, "That was me, bud. I'm gonna tell you right now. I remember when I gave him I this shot, man. That, that was me. That was me. But everybody, even my family, I had you know, I had a whole bunch of people in the stands that came out support. Um, being that that's the hometown, and they were just like, y'all were going nuts on the sideline. I'm like, hey. Hey, well, and that happens, hey, man. I expect that, Look, right? so no more agony of defeat, agony hey. of victory? Is that Dude, what it well, is now? I'm just telling you, people don't understand. Being a head coach, I'm going to tell you, until you're a head coach, 
the burden you feel. I mean, seriously, now I'm going to try to keep it together here. I feel like I got the whole weight of Kernersville on me. Right. I got. I feel like I got the whole weight of th- these are these guys' livelihoods. You know, and there's right. a lot of pressure to be an East Forsyth Eagle coach. Oh, yeah. From me, from the community, oh, yeah. to all of it. But I'm so proud of my guys. And, and like you, so Chapel Hill's like Ron's dream. I mean, this is his school. I was so happy. And, I mean, I get just like Lawson one day, and I punched him so hard in the shoulder after we won a game. I'm so, like Placer tell, I'm so emo- I'm so happy for these guys. And I, I, when we were out there, when I finally had to run down the – the only bad thing about Chapel Hill, and I talked to Mac Brown about this because Mac did text me when we talked back to Mac Brown a couple times. They shut the elevators down on our side. They did. So, so I had to run both halftime, back up. Back now, I had to run down. So by the time I got they turned, didn't send you over to the other elevator. Man, I ain't walk. No, that's what the Cardinal Gibbons people are. You, I ain't using that elevator. I'm oh, okay, here, no, all right. Winter. Go, I was. Right. I stayed on the winter side. All right, all I stayed right. on the winter side. But I got down there and I was so happy for Ron because I could only imagine if I was playing and coaching in Wisconsin and I won on the Badger field. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And just, oh yeah. The grind and all the crap these guys got to put up with me, I was so happy for Ron, and he just happened to jump. I don't know why. I'm I'm five foot two. He's like six one. I ain't catching you. So when he jumped, I gave him a dang little forearm. You gave him the business. It, it, it caught him in the shoulder, and you know I try to be hip like these young guys. That's what they do. You know I'm, I'm that old coach. I said I'll never be that old coach that don't know. I'm that old guy that don't know. So I just thought that's what these young guys do. Right. I caught him right underneath the ribs. I was Ooh. like, I said, Ooh, that might hurt. But I kept going, yeah. just played it off. But I was so happy for him. I mean, the the, the, the part of being a head coach, it's hard to coach for me. I'm point blank. It's hard to and people know, like we say, it's people are afraid to play for East for sight because it's hard to play for East for sight. Right. It's hard to coach. There's coaches afraid to come and coach for me. These well, guys understand. Yeah. There, there is an expectation, yeah. but their wives, their girlfriends. I want to thank all of them for what they do and what they put up for, and, and all the time their guys have to put up. But then, and, and this might be hard. I'm gonna try to make it through because everybody says I cry all the time. But it, it's so awesome. I see Ron's wife every morning at daycare usually now i probably shouldn't say this on air because i'm supposed to be at school but i don't really care because i've won two state titles now <laughs> back to back baby. back to back baby but uh and to see like ron's moved over by us now his kids go to the same school that uh um uh, coach plasters and mine does uh mm-hmm. the triad and, and to see his wife in the morning then i saw her the other day and then i can when, when, this is another great thing too. So when my wife makes me go do things, I always tell his wife, "I said, hey, uh, you know what?" It, so uh, he, he'll be going to Polar Express because I had to go uh, to Polar Express. I've already heard it. Yes, I've sir. already heard it. So I, so my wife, then the, his wife and my wife text each other because we both got young kids because yes, right. his his youngest boy Mason's in the same group as uh, grade or class as Harper. So. That, that's what's great. You know, right. I love when – don't get me wrong now. I'm going to win every game. I want to win every state title. But it's not just winning. It's about this family group that I've built here in 17 years with Yoder being with me, 
Chase was born before we started all this, and now his wow. son plays for us. Wow. That's what makes me happy. Right. That's what makes it a family. And, like, Coach Jones, you know, I go after my coaches all the time. Now, seriously, you want to have a documentary of some – I don't know if that's the right word. I think I said it that's wrong. That's it. You're right. You're right. But um, have one about me and how I go after my coaches. Coach Jones, I remember at the end of the game, he's a defense coach, and uh, – we just hugged, and he goes, I love you, and I love you, and I, I'm back and forth. I said, we are one bleep, 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 messed up family, and he goes, yeah, but that's why it works. Right, right. You know, and that, it is. It, it, every great family is dysfunctional. I truly believe that because if, if you had a family that had no adversity, it, it would be nothing. Right, yeah. And, It'd be um, easy to fall apart yeah, as well. And yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm just – because it's hard because – we have the parents and, and the fans going crazy on our on all the coaches, and then you got Coach Willard yelling at Yoder and, and Ron, and I'm just so happy for the wives and the girlfriends and, and the family members to believe in what we do, you know. So oh, I yeah. just want to give a shout out to them, and I want to give a shout out to most of the parents that <laughs> support us. Most of the parents. So, hey, hey <laughs> re, repeat, baby. But I want to give a shout-out to most of the parents that support us and our Eagle fans and all that. But, no, I, I do. I'm no kidding aside. I do. I just appreciate it because there's a lot of parents that believe in me, mm-hmm. believe in my coaches and everything we do. And uh, I just want to thank all those people for that. Quick oh, story. Wait, Quick, i got to say one more thing. Apparently start. someone's listening. Haley Walls, you are our biggest fan down there at the beach, but we don't like you anymore because you went down to the beach instead of being at ease for size. So uh, <laughs> wow. how, how, how are you going to be? Oh, man. You, you living wow. at the Choices. beach now. Wow. Choices, you know? man, I tell you. Wow. But, no, Haley, we, we, we're glad you're listening. I know your 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 dad, uh, your or whatever Lakers is, uh, he, he's happy for you too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say kind of piggybacking off Coach. Here's the thing. When you have to deal with the yelling and the, the gripe and all the stuff that comes with him, the rib shots, right, on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> he, he's hungry. He wanted, some, he wanted some barbecue. But in all seriousness, what would you rather do? Would you rather work for someone who has a high expectation, right, and get the results, right, or was, would you rather it be easy and then you don't get to the mountaintop, right? So when I first came, quick story, I can remember him in the meeting. The only reason I think I got a meeting is because Coach Jones said, I know a guy, he's offense, played ball, whatever. Sits down, and he tells me flat out, I I don't know you from Adam, but I trust my coach. So if you come in, you want to grind and work hard, maybe you'll have an opportunity to move up. I promote from within, yada, yada, yada. I said, okay, cool, sounds good. But I also knew... His great friend, Coach Plaster, is the offensive coordinator. So, in the back of my mind, I'm like, ah, how is this really going to work? Exactly what he said was going to happen, happened. I grind, right? I showed that I was dedicated, committed. And then he, when Coach Plaster got the job for the AD, he came. He didn't go from outside of the family, right? I had worked. I had grind, just like he said. Right. And so, he gave me that opportunity. So, I say all that to say that's why – you don't see much turnover on the staff, right? 
because people are ingratiated in the program. Like, they're dedicated to the program because of how he's built it. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's, it's all worth it for me. I, I just I wouldn't trade it. I appreciate him for the opportunity. And, you know, look where we are. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. You look guys, did Coach, y'all doing an awesome job all the way around. Coach Yoda. And since I'm sitting here. I'm going to have at least one more story anyway. <laughs> um, hey, so we're going to stay all night. They're going to stay open. People, keep on listening. I'm, my phone's blowing up. I'm telling you this thing about you guys getting it live now. That's why I'm not paying attention, you guys. I'm okay. getting people texting me like crazy saying stuff. So we might be here until midnight. Well, so coach, you can open it up. You can, you can let us know what they're saying if you hey, want, Coach. Hey, Coach Plaster, give me another ice water. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Todd and I were talking the other day about the fact that, you know, 17 years together, um, mm-hmm. some of us, you know, from day one, um, and it is difficult. It, it's difficult. Like, you work a full-time job, and then you're in another full-time job. Right. That's the way it is when you play college football. Right. You have a full-time job as a student, you got a full-time job as an athlete. So, you work a full-time job, and you've got that grind, and then you come out there, and you've got that grind of a – but it's because we all love the game and and you you can tolerate each other because of your love of the game right exactly but for him you know he mentioned that chase was born into the program um chase was born and i I just have to get this personal out chase was born um the day that hurricane isabel hit the east coast in 2003 Mm -hmm. it was a thursday and my wife called me that morning. She said, are you uh, ready to have a baby? And I said, nah, I'm kind of busy today. We have a football game tonight, you know, tomorrow. Well, the hurricane hit, so they canceled the ball game, which was kind of neat uh, for me. So when the next day I'm sitting in the hospital and just kind of sitting there like, don't know what to do. Everybody's asleep. And she wakes up and she says, uh, you, uh, you want to go? Wow. Somebody can't read between the lines, can they? Uh, I think that was a joke. He knew. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, I'm just kind of sitting in the hospital, and she said, uh, you want to go coach football tonight? And I said, uh, said, no, I'm going to hang out here. Everything's going to be fine. And and we were playing Northwest Guilford that night. And and she said, you can go ahead and go. And so, ting, I was out the door. So that night before we, you know, when we're going through our pregame, we used to circle up and, you know, we'd talk in the circle and, um, you know, things have progressed since then. But anyway, we're in the circle and my oldest son is on one side of the circle and I'm on the other. And Todd says, uh, you know, we want to welcome the newest member of the Eagle family. And, nice. you know, it was, you know, it was his first year. Oh, that and, is awesome. And he threw that out there and. Uh, you know, he, he yells at me, and I'm, sometimes I'm lower than a rock. But I have to remember <laughs> back to a time, you know, when he said that. And right. it, it really, um, the way he welcomed my son into the family, uh, the way he's welcomed all the other coaches' kids into the family, mm-hmm. um, we, we have truly grown to be uh, just one big family. <laughs> yes, um, you have. Yes, you have. But we lost that game. And so after the game was over with, I went in the office. I was like, you know, it'd be kind of neat if you, uh, you know, kind of have a little dedication for a game that we win. <laughs> <laughs> but that was when we were awful. It was when we were awful. And so, yeah, that's a hey, – well, well, I can tell you what, y'all are no longer awful. I can tell you hey, that. You are on. far from it by hey. all means. Coach, what you got? I got a couple things here. First of all, uh, Drew Wicker, I, I, 
Dude, this is crazy. This is the best thing we might have ever done having this live. My yeah. phone's blowing up right now. <laughs> but Drew Wicker did. He wanted to make sure the alumni group that you joined that we give a shout out and and we're going to meet here um, come uh, January, February. We're going to get the alumni group. We've had a good group. We're going to be able nice. to give out a couple scholarships. So we're Beautiful. very excited about that and hopefully we can get our alum, alumni group, um, you know, to grow a little bit. Um, it will be growing too, Coach. I want to tell you this. I did talk to one of uh, my former teammates, Juan Davis. You met him. Yeah, yep. Met and Juan, uh, yep. he's going to be joining the uh, alumni group. And I spoke with him over the weekend right after the state championship. So he said, be awesome. looking for that because it is coming. Yeah, I mean, just a great thing to get some scholarship money to these right. kids, give back to the Eagles and all that. That's great. Then my dad's listening. He, he This is one of my best, my best stories when I was still – I was a defense coordinator when I first came to Northern Vance from Wisconsin here. My first job was a defense coordinator at Northern Vance. And I remember I was defense coordinator. I tell these guys this story too. And I remember the head coach said, this is why I run fake punts all the time. Because we were on our own four or five yards line. Four or five yard line. That one fake punt we use all the time. We ain't going to bring that, but no, the one that works all the time. I learned it from Randy Long. He's the guy who brought me down here. I think he's in South Carolina now. He's the head coach at Northern Vance. I said, Coach, what do you? We're on the four-yard line. It's fourth down and twelve. You, you're running a fake punt. He goes, Yeah. I said, Coach, what, what are you doing? He goes, I'm the offense coordinator. I run the special teams. You're the DC. If I don't make it, it's your job. Just <laughs> <laughs> so to this day, I still use that philosophy. So that's why I'm glad I'm not the DC. So when right. they, whenever I run a fake punt, now they almost we're like 98 percent work because I'm a big stat guy. But I always say, hey, it's not my job. You're the defensive coordinator. So my dad wanted me to bring up uh, that that story, and I want to give a sh shout out to. To Heather uh, Jones, she's sitting here listening to. Uh, uh, she's an old alumni listening here, so all those great things. And and I, I want to make sure too. Now we got get everybody out to the parade on Sunday. Now we haven't talked about yes. that. We got the big parade Sunday. We had a huge, huge, huge crowd out there last year. Um, Jenny does a good. Fulton does a great job. Curtis Swisher, all those guys are helping us. I want even more. We had thousands and thousands of people, but back to back, I want this to be another big parade, a big celebration for the boys. Uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock, downtown Kernersville, the same parade thing for the Christmas parade and Fourth of July parade. Mm -hmm. um, so let's make sure we have a big crowd there for that. Yep, you guys out there listening, you heard Coach. We have a state championship back-to-back parade for the east Forsyth fighting eagles this coming sunday not saturday but sunday at 3 p.m so we expect all of our eagles our baby eagles and the eagles that are on the fence to be out there and support us and come hang out and yell and cheer and make sure that we get set to prepare for a third state championship we got desmond johnson who just put some That's headphones right. on. That's right. I think he might, he might on, have Des. something he want to say. Spin some knowledge, big dog. Spin it, baby. I, just, I, had to, I had to get on for the last show of the season and just and, and relay to you guys like the journey that it took for us to be able to do this and to do some of the other stuff that we've been able to do with y'all this year. All of this started from a conversation I had with Alan Plaster yep. back in maybe July of the, of the yep. offseason. And it all came from an idea that I had. Honestly, I was delivering pizza in 2015. 
and I was listening to the Mallet Creek East Forsyth semifinal game on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I was taking a pizza out of the car and delivering it to a door. And when I came back to the car, that, that was the end of the game. Like, oh. that overtime. So I missed the end of that part of that game. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I was like, I want to figure out a way to get this on the radio all the time. Mm-hmm. But first I want to see if, if, how they respond to this because that, that was a huge loss for the program. And I wanted to see what you guys did to respond to that loss. And for the next two or three years after that, you guys did what a lot of teams in this area don't do, which is you responded to it as a program as opposed to the 2015 team. And by that, I mean every year in this area, you always see teams, they'll have senior class that come through. They've got guys with skill positions that have been there four years. They're, they're, they're good. They go 10-1. and one, They get in the playoffs. They make it to the second, third round, and they flame out. And then they, they're 5-6 and six the next year. Like, they, they can't sustain – every year mm-hmm. you know what they're doing and there's only a handful of teams really in the entire area when I started talking to other people about doing this type of thing that, that could actually carry this not just for a season but multiple seasons mm-hmm. and East Forsyth for me was at the top of the list because uh, you know you've you've won nine plus games every year since 2011 like I don't know many other teams in the in the triad that have done that that's a huge huge thing to do with multiple classes of kids coming through Multiple guys going off to Division One schools, multiple guys that were stars here. But like you said earlier in the podcast, you guys have never – you've never been a team that's just been based off of one kid or two kids. And if that kid goes down, you're in trouble. Even when you lost Amani earlier this year, we never really – we were never really worried that much, Rod, about, you know, a fall off because we knew there was three other kids behind them. Mm-hmm. They could pick up the slack. So after talking to Alan and kind of figuring out what we wanted to do, I didn't know if you would sign off to do this podcast because we we didn't really know each other that <laughs> no, well. No, we didn't. You no. know, so a couple I radio shows, right? So I didn't really. I mean, I knew of you, and we had had some conversations, some interviews. You just believed all the outside noise, kind of guy, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that after talking to Alan, I, he was like, "Yeah, absolutely, we'll do it." Like he was so about wanting to, to put additional spotlight on the program, and with me and Rod being alumni, I, I knew that if we took care of it, that we could take care of it right. Because I didn't want it in somebody else's hands. Because I knew what it meant to the community to have something like this that they could actually call their own. We saw the, the people standing out here in the streets coming back just from the state championship. I was uh, talking to my wife coming back into town because I actually got lost. I, I drove through the country, like down 54 or whatever. Oh, God, you went the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I told I you to out, follow me out of there. I took a left. I should have <laughs> took a right. I, I and took, I was driving through like cow pastures and stuff. And man, I finally I, got back to 40. And when I got back to 40, <laughs> it must have been fake because when oh, I got back yeah. to 40, the entire convoy was passing me on the highway. Yeah. Uh, so I rode to you guys. What from a like, special thing that was. Yeah, yeah, from that. like Burlington in and uh, just coming through the town, coming back from being in the daytime made it even more special. Because I know last year it was like the pitch black, you know, night. Yeah, came back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But coming back this time at four in the afternoon on a Saturday and just seeing all these people out in the streets with it. And I kind of got sucked into the, the convoy, like driving down. That, that was a huge thing, and it just me and Rod have felt like you guys have included us in the team from day one, from the beginning of the year onward, and having all these kids come through and you bringing these assistants on, and we've gotten a chance to really get to know you guys. So I just wanted to say thank you. I'm glad it worked out that we got all the way through because me and Rod were in, we were like 15 games. We're going 15 games. It's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. We're very superstitious oh, yeah. people, but we felt like we were going to be here until the middle of December, and 
lo and behold, that, that's what yeah. happened. That's it. Like I said, we've been, we've been talking about 2020 since the game ended in the booth. We were already like, this kid's a junior, this kid's a junior, this kid's a junior. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we went right me. through it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we got high expectations for next year, and we hope to build this even bigger for you guys. You guys deserve it. Congratulations on the state championship. And uh, Very from a Kerner, for a Kernersville kid, yeah. Thank you, thank you for thank you for everything. And we, we we couldn't. This is this is like movie stuff. Seriously, I mean, as as a as a coach, I, I come from a town I can remember growing up, Hammond, Wisconsin. We had 999 people, and so when I say Kernersville is huge to me, it's huge. I know for right. you guys, it's a small town. My my hometown, we still don't even have a stoplight. We don't have a make. We have nothing in my. Well, so this is. You know, unbelievable. Well, Coach, I had to be honest with you. Now, when we were in school and growing up, there was no Walmart down there. No. There was no Target. It was a one-lane road. Once you went past McDonald's and crossed Business 40 Bridge, uh, that was it. It was dark. Pasture. I remember yeah, when yeah. all that was built. It was yeah. dark. I remember yeah, when it was yeah. built. It, 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 <laughs> it's just a beautiful – I mean, you know, these last two years coming into town, having the KPD, and knowing when you hit the Kernersville line – and once again, my brother was with me and my best friend, Billy, one of the guys from back home. We always make fun of the Wisconsin boys. He was on the bus with us. And I kind of said, hey, y'all get ready for this. Yeah. And when all the lights went on and we had a fire and we had about seven squad cars, I just looked at my brother's eyes and my buddy Billy and my dad's in the front seat. It's just it's special, man. It is. You know, Kville's special now. All that it happened. Is. All that happened off of a Facebook post and a couple of tweets. Yeah, like, literally. Oh, like, yeah. It, like it, an hour before we got back to town, I was scrolling through and just saw, hey, the guys are coming back through around four o'clock, and I'm like, well, I wonder how many people are gonna actually be out here. It's only been an hour since the game ended. Yeah, we there, sure. There's people I'm all telling over you, the you place. see all the people. I mean, the sport we've had here. I mean, and I see them all lining my neighbors, all the people that come here. Um, you know, it, it, it's the, the Swames help us out. I mean, just everything to see all these people line the streets, it means something. Once again, as a head coach, that's what's special to me is that right. I remember when I was a kid, we won a state title on how special small town, St. Croix Central, Hammond, Roberts, Wisconsin was. I said, that's what I want to do one day. I'm not a very good football player. I was good enough to play in high school, but I could be a good coach. And the, one of the special things is my college coach and my head high school coach, both those guys reached out to me this week, you know, just telling me how proud I am, you know, how proud they were of me. Yeah. And have John O'Grady and, and uh, Gary Reinick do that. Those, those things mean a lot. And those guys installed that, and my dad, because he was one of my coaches, that that's what I wanted to do and to see this community, to see you guys, my oh, the, yeah. the alumni so proud, the hours, the sacrifice from my family, my wife understands the sacrifice and, and to see it, that's what it's about. It's, the winning is awesome, but to see Kernersville and all you guys and all the support and to see the kids and their family be treated like royalty because I remember that when I was a player. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people never get that feeling in their life. That's right. And uh, to have that is something these kids, you know, it never gets taken away from them. But I, I just want to thank you guys. This has been unbelievable, unbelievable. And I just got another text. So before we get off there, I know you guys are ready to go home. But I don't really care because we're back-to-back -back <laughs> state champions. Coach, you the champ, man. Hey, you, hey, you the champ. I'm, 
For once, you're on my time. You're on my damn time. Oh, I'm on a podcast, so I can say that. So my my, my big guy drew my, my my big guy drew Dull, our head football or our head baseball coach. He does the music. He oh, does yeah. so much he for does me. A great job. Adam Muse, the the head basketball coach, just downloaded over two thousand pictures on my computer. Um, from out the season, good luck to Adam tonight in the, in the basketball season. But how about this? And I, I don't know how you guys want to close it. Here, here's the last two years, the last plays of our season. Last year, um, when we won the champion, it was fourth and 25 at the 39, and we knocked the pass down. This year, it was fourth and 26 at the wow. 39, and we knocked it down. Wow. How about that? What a great step by Drew right there. But that is uh, awesome. Well, you know that that's unbelievable right there. Um, Clayton Martin was out there. Yep. And we were talking yep. just before it happened. I said, "Boy, I hope it doesn't end like it did last year." And I'll be dead gum. It ended like it did last year. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> great. Well, well, Coach Yoder, I was glad it ended like it did last year. I mean, year. I'm glad. Because last year you ended on the state title, baby. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, but you I, had the shorts on. Well, thank goodness he didn't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> the, one or two things would have happened there. <laughs> Look, we might better keep that one to He would have fell down I because would've. he's about 80 years old. It yeah. probably would have crumbled. Yeah. And that was your big ring that was up on the screen, right? I, I guess. When, I we, when we were – because somebody was shining a ring on the on the screen up there at the state championship on Saturday. I thought that was your ring. I, I think it was. But I'm going to tell you what. I've had a ball this season. I have enjoyed you, Coach Willer. I have enjoyed you, Coach Yoder. I have enjoyed Coach Bill, who's sitting here hanging out with us. I have enjoyed the whole coaching staff. I mean, you guys, as old as I am, have made me want to put on a uniform and try it again. And knowing good and well, I'd get knocked out on the first go at it with these young kids. Because, you know, football is a young man's sport. I don't care what anybody says. It's a young man's sport. I almost got killed last year at Wake Forest. (laughs) Yeah, you got run over at Wake Forest, yeah. But I have enjoyed it, and I look forward to if you guys need anything during the off season, if you just need me to come to the weight room and, you know, I can't show anybody how to lift, but I can I can come in there and we can hook up hey, a camera you, or do you, something. Y'all, y'all need to promise me this. So you guys need to promise me this. Now we're going to get some rings here in a little bit. Y'all need to make sure you're at the ring ceremony. We'll be there. We'll okay. be there. Make do we need, sure to bring a, there? do there? we need to bring a camera or anything to record it for you guys? Hey, we'll have cameras there. You all just come and enjoy it and okay. enjoy the moment. Uh uh, me and AB or or AP are working on some stuff, but y'all make sure you're you're there. I want you guys involved on that, and uh, you know it, it's a special thing. We we were looking at some rings, and I think uh, AP and I, the the boys, are gonna, we got a special ring. We don't let anybody know what they're gonna look like, but we looked at a few of them. We let uh, Coach Horton in a little bit on the design. He he happened to walk through every time today, so he must have <laughs> known my schedule, but. Uh, it's going to be another special presentation, but we want you guys part of that too. Definitely, definitely, Coach. We wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, you guys are family. Thank you for allowing us to continue to be part of the East Forsyth family. It means a great deal to me and Dez. And uh, God bless each and every one of you, man. And we're going to end the show right here, Coach. Again, congratulations to you guys on defeating Cardinal Gibbons on Saturday in Chapel Hill, North Carolina at Keenan Stadium. The home of the North Carolina Tar Heels. You beat them by a score of 24 to 21. And you guys are the back-to-back state 
champions, the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. It has been a heck of a journey and look forward to cranking it back up next season. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs>